Hey listeners, I hope you're doing well. This week we have another little bonus mini episode, though again, it's not really that mini. We're kind of bad at the concept of mini, but we've got a fun one. If you've listened to episode 7 of Valence, cost-benefit analysis, you might have noticed a new name in our credits. That's the name of AJ Goldman. AJ was our story consultant for episode seven, but that came about in a pretty absurd way. So here's a conversation between me, Anne, and AJ about how that came about, how she helped us so much with episode seven, and the Buckwild circumstances under which uh, we consulted with her about episode seven. Let's talk about it. So, yeah. Let's go back in time to the times. So it was August 2019, right? Yes. yes, and it was the rainy times in Florida. Yes, rainy times so humid. It was so humid. It's yeah. so bad. Sticky. Anne and I had just been to Podcast Movement 2019, which was wonderful, but was also very stressful because I was helping run a track um, and I was very tired and I did not want to be around a single person in the world except for you two and Zach and Katie. And that was, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, first day that I think it was the last day of podcast movement is when the Halloween party was. And so yes. um, we were all there and Katie was there. And I remember I got to like, be introduced to everyone from Hug House, and it was so great. And it was also very, very warm and humid. And you guys were so tired. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know if I had slept. Like, no, God, we did not sleep that week. Yeah. So, so we went to Disney. We went to Disney. <laughs> Disney like, was so it, fun too, though, because we took it really, really easy. And every single day, we had so many chances to just sit. And my favorite thing about Disney World, and this goes for just being able to go to the parks whenever anyway, is that you have so many places that are quiet to just sit. Mm -hmm. And I remember like vivid memories of us just being like, okay, we've walked for 20 minutes. Let's sit down for another hour. Yeah, it was (laughs) so nice. And like we still accomplished like everything. Um, We were all just so chill. Like it was exactly what we needed after podcast movement for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um it was so lovely but on what the second day no it was our last day in the parks because our first day we did the halloween party yes the next day we did epcot epcot and hollywood epcot. studios yeah Sunday, we did Animal Kingdom Animal. all day. Yep, you're right, you're right. And Monday, we wanted to end the trip with Magic Kingdom again so we right. could see the happily ever after fireworks that night, and it would be the last thing we did before we went right. home. 
Oh, and Will and I cried like little babies, and it was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. And did you cry like little you baby? Gotta. I don't remember. <laughs> Everybody cry. Everybody Everyone cry. Everyone like cry. It was like the so, tangled lanterns happen and then yeah. just cry forever. Yeah, just gone. Just done so. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, um, because we like braved most of the rain. Like we didn't really sit out most of the rain for that trip. Um, except <laughs> on that day, there was this huge storm. Huge. Like wild. And I'm sure like probably not so wild for people in Florida. But it seemed wild. <laughs> oh, it was wild. I mean, I remember seeing it and going like, oh, yeah, let's go inside right now immediately. And I think we had already been sitting somewhere outside. And we were yeah. like, oh, this is a good place to sit. And then we were like, oh, wait, no, it's not. Let's go inside somewhere. And the train station was basically empty. There was like one mm-hmm. other person in there, I think. And that's very surprising. But I think it's also because the trains were closed, so no one realized that it was open, and it was very chill in there. What I know from going to land as often as I have is people don't seem to realize that you can go into the train station. Um, And at least at land, like, no matter what, it's always empty. So I had – I figured it would be nice. So we we go to this, like, gorgeous train station. There is very loud – Disney calliope music playing so loudly (laughs) forever. Um, There's this gorgeous, I mean, like, it's a huge storm and it's kind of spooky or whatever, but it's gorgeous. Like, I love the rain. It was beautiful. And we sit down. We have no supplies or, like, anything. Um, But Anne and Katie and I had talked about at some point during podcast movement, like, role-playing out the benefit and using our dice for it and, like, actually doing it like a tabletop, um, which makes sense for just, like, how we write. And we didn't get a chance to because podcast movement was wild. Um, so we're sitting there and we're like, hey, what if, though? <laughs> We've got time to kill. <laughs> I mean, we weren't doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, up <laughs> until this point, I had no idea what was going to be going on in valence not even a little i I had no idea how much help i could possibly be because i was just going to be going into this blind and you all were like hey bring us your great ideas and i was like what great ideas i don't (laughs) i'm so tired i don't i don't know (laughs) yeah i think like it's so funny because you were so you seemed so worried about like whether or not you could bring anything to the table and then you wound up giving like killer idea after killer idea like the benefit would not exist in this like gorgeous form that it does without your input like i appreciate it it was like i was surprised by myself too because i've been writing since i was like 10 so mm-hmm. i i but i do a lot less world building and plotting um i mostly you know role play with other people or mm-hmm. write collaboratively so this uh collaborative setting was something I was really used to. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just kind of I needed that springboard and then the ideas started flowing because I, for the entire time we were talking about sitting down and planning, I was like, I shouldn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to say or do or what they expect me to provide. And then as soon as the scene was set and you needed an idea, it was like, oh, well, this, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, like, clicked right into place. It was amazing. Um, and then Anne, Anne, did we have dice? I don't remember. 
I always have dice. Who do you That's think I am? I remember that. I don't know if we used the dice, but I do we didn't remember use being them, like, but I did have them. <laughs> I remember you asking and there were dice and I was like, I have one dice. Here it is. I don't know why I remember that, but it happened. Yeah, I usually bring dice when I go to Disney because a lot of times uh, the menus will have various good things on them and I won't be able to decide what I want, so I just roll mm-hmm. for it. That's so smart. And then correct me if I'm wrong, so uh-huh. none of us brought, like, paper or anything because it's Disney. No, you I don't want to my... use your phone at Disney because no. you need it for things. Did yeah. we write it? Was it on a napkin or was it no, tissue so I paper? No, so I have the notes in front of me that we took. <laughs> Because I say so because I'm the holder of physical things in this house. Um, I would have thought that they would have gotten ruined by the rain. Nope. We protected them because my backpack is waterproof. So yep. I'm smart. Um, <laughs> we did I also take my, pictures of them. Yes, we did take pictures. I scanned them with my phone. Um, mm-hmm. So I had my autograph book, which I wasn't going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I had multiple colors of pens because autograph book. And then, Will, you had bought a mug at one of the shops on Main Street, <laughs> and it was wrapped in tissue paper. Oh, my God. That's what the tissue paper was. I was like, where did we get tissue paper? It was from my teacup mug. Uh-huh. It looks like one of the teacups from the ride. And I have two of the set. It's a set of four. And I saw the second one, and I needed it. So I guess that's what the tissue paper was. That's exactly what it was. Yep. I could not remember where there was tissue paper obtained mm-hmm. at any point, but that makes so much sense. Oh, that's so good. And can you read off the notes? Yeah, well, some of it I can. Um, okay. I, we can. We could probably, like, include a screenshot of them or something on the in the transcript with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. But I have four pieces of tissue paper uh, folded into... It folded like four or five times over so that it would be thick enough to write on. <laughs> um, so I have, they each say t- a team on them. So I have team one, team two, team three, and team four. And team one is Liam and Nico. Okay. As you do. And team two is Sarah and Flynn. Team three is Mahira and Luis. And then mm-hmm. team four is Riley, Richard, and Noel. Mm-hmm. And each of mm-hmm. them have pros and cons of what each person is good or bad at. And then their goal at the benefit of what they're going to try to do or what they have to do. We really like, we really did that. Yeah, we didn't use any of that information at all. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't. <laughs> no, because then I have on the back of team one and team four, I have other notes written. So, I mean, it's going back. Team one's goal, Liam and Nico, was to talk to people and pickpocket phones and get them to team two. That, that They did that. They did that. They did that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Team two, Sarah and Flynn, were to find a safe room and break into phones for data. They did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, team three didn't really do what the fuck they were supposed to do. They were supposed to... <laughs> 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 That's Mahina and Luis. Um, oh, no, they didn't do that at all. <laughs> no, they were supposed to return the phones to people. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. No, uh, poor poor Richard Plummer and his uh, dick pics. He's not getting that back. <laughs> uh, Philip Plummer is his name, not Richard. I'm looking at this Team 4 that says Richard on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and 
<laughs> Team Four's goal, Riley, Richard, and Noel was to get money and spread <laughs> the halos and havens. <laughs> mm, yeah, they did money. that. They did that. Yep. Yeah. They sure I'm trying, did that. Okay. We should talk about like because I know there were a few moments where AJ said something like amazing, and we were all just like, "Whoa, yes!" I remember one of them. Yes, please. Um, I remember that this all started with being like, okay, here's the story up until this point. Here's mm-hmm. who the characters are. Because remember, I knew absolutely nothing going yeah. into this. To the we point had not where I was like, production. should I leave? Like, do I should I be here? <laughs> um and so everything was explained to this point. And mm-hmm. I remember it was set up that they were going to be going to this benefit and they, you know. They were supposed to go and try to find information about what this thing was. And you guys were having trouble putting, um, getting from point A to point B. So mm-hmm. going to this benefit and then whatever is supposed to happen in the next episode, which I still don't know. So that's fun for me. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I put my hands out and I said, okay, well, they at benefit. There is thing. What if they use thing at benefit? Mm-hmm. That, so- that sounds like a bad time. And also, yeah, yeah. so (laughs) I don't know exactly if that's the way this conversation happened, but that is the idea that I came up with. And I was like, well, what if they turn the Haven on? Right. Then everything goes belly up. And you guys were like, that's genius. And that was within the first five minutes of us talking. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, I think that was really what we needed was like, like, what, what goes wrong here? Because obviously things have to go like, phenomenally wrong we knew that um and we knew that we needed time for different groups of people to be in certain places at certain times but we just didn't know how to get there and when you said that it was so like like it was so natural to you that 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 was your thought which is so i think again like you said so indicative of how you write well in these collaborative settings um and you know i think that you're really I think that you undersell how good at improv you are. You're so good at thinking of things on the spot. And again, it just like comes so naturally to you. And it was such a such a brilliant thing to bring up and is like the the reason that episode works. It's so I, good. That means a lot. <laughs> I this was my first real chance to be able to do anything like this. And so it was very, very inspiring to me personally, like internally, to think, oh, I actually was able to help a lot with this, and this is something I want to keep doing. So it inspired me to keep writing, it inspired me to keep world building, and it's just been kind of a snowball effect from that point on. And the coolest thing was being able to listen back on what recording we had and Mm. And everything after hearing the episode. And this all happened before Valence even started coming out. So I had to sit on that conversation (laughs) for so long. Just thinking about, like, I get to listen to every single thing that comes before this. And I can't believe how time has flown by because it's already April. And it was August when we had this conversation. It just, it's kind of like... 
retreated to the, you know, the deepest depths of my memory. So I can't pull out all the stops and be like, here's all the cool things that I said. (laughs) But I do remember just being floored by the conversation and so excited that I got to have it with you guys and to be able to be in that situation with you guys and to have been able to help. And then to have been able to watch Valence get crowdfunded and get to, you know, meet some of the actors who and their incredible performances and get to listen to all the episodes and see all that hard work. And the little tiny piece that I was able to provide has such a monumental effect. And I don't even know what's coming from this point on. So I'm really, really excited to keep listening with everyone else and see how it goes from here because this it scary it it didn't go well (laughs) yeah um and i think that right now um i will uh, future will will edit in uh the last little bit of this recording but first we should talk about the music (laughs) because it's so funny (laughs) we were like oh no this is really loud yeah we can't we can't use this this now gracie's gonna like fucking sue us (laughs) It's like so they people post Disney music everywhere. Like you can go right. on Dis, you can go online right now, especially while the parks are closed, which is very nice, and listen to Main Street music and just do it while mm-hmm. you're, you know, working on homework or working on podcast or whatever. So that's nice. So I'm sure that you know, uh, Hug House won't get sued by using the audio, but it is very loud. It's it's, it's extremely <laughs> there. In case anybody, in case anybody was doubting the validity of this conversation and yeah. how likely it was that this happened in Disney World, oh no, it definitely did. It definitely did. <laughs> and there's something when I first listened back to this recording the first time, it started up and the music was so loud, and we it's were talking so about loud. this like, you know, like big climactic scene. <laughs> It definitely doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with the theme at all. And then Liam and Nico are gonna get beamed, and then meanwhile, it's just like this this pretty piano music in the background, but full blast. I didn't blast. The thing is, is that when you're in Disney, it doesn't feel like it's that loud. You don't feel like you have to yell over music, but then you listen to a recording like this, and you're like, oh, they need (laughs) to turn down the volume a little, maybe. Oh. Yeah, no, it's such a such a buckwild contrast. When you're there, it really does. It just feels like totally natural, normal, and then listening after is wild. <laughs> oh, it's gotten to the point for me where I don't even notice it anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'll be at work and I just it it's not even there. It's mm-hmm. I just can't even hear it anymore. So I forgot up until re-listening to that recording that there was any music, <laughs> and then hearing it and going, "Oh, that's a thing, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> And at that point, eventually, Lima's Nico is going to have to like take the phone and throw it. What? I was going to say, I was going to say that Nico was going to take the phone and just end the call. But, but in no, my he, head, he's going to yell he just, something. But... He, he has to eat it, right? He mm-hmm. takes the phone, ends the call, and then just eats it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, no, we gotta go. No, <laughs> right. And then at that point, because they've been slowed down, then it gets turned on. They get seen. They get spotted by Richard. They bail. And then, and then worse things happen. But those worse things happen off screen. Mm. I think that's good. I think we did it. Mm-hmm. I think we planned it. I think we did it. Holy shit. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> 
That is probably good. Do we have anything else that we... Oh, wait. Hold on. AJ. Yes. Thank you for helping us. We love you so much. It, AJ, I am so glad that you got to be part of this process. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Golden Retrievy. Like, you know, the dog plus the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think that's the best place to find me. And just thank you guys both for letting me be a part of this. And it's been such a tremendous pleasure. And I love you both so much. And this is, I'm I'm so excited that I got to be even a little bit a part of this. And I'm very excited to see what happens next. Mm, we love you. Scoring Magic is a Hug House production. You can find more at hughouse.productions. The music this week was by Komiku, and definitely not by Disney. Don't tattle. And once more, AJ's Twitter handle. That's Golden Retrievy. G-O-L-D-E-N-R-E-T-R-E-E-V-E-E. AJ didn't mention that she's also a phenomenal artist, so be sure to follow, be sure to check out her art. Next time in Scoring Magic, we have something really big and really beautiful for you. This might be our most important episode to date, and I'm very proud to be working on it. It's going to take us a little while. It's worth the wait. <laughs>